This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, March 10th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part three of their podcast, Sustainability and COP26. So yeah, I just I'd like to follow up on that and dig in a little bit more on why specifically it's important that the business community have a representation there. I know you mentioned in the past this innovation zone. So since you were there, it would be great to just get a sense from you, you know, what the atmosphere was like specifically among the people representing the business community because you kind of get this sense that in the last few years, companies are starting and the private sector generally is starting to take sustainability goals on in a more sort of ambitious and meaningful way than they had before. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think that that was a general comment for many COP veterans. So again, the the conference normally takes place on an, on an annual basis. Um, COP26 was perhaps uh, supposed to be an inflection point COP because we hadn't met the the year before due to COVID. And it was also an opportunity to check in at the where, where governments were on their various commitments. But but what was really noticeable this time was just how much private sector presence there was and how much investor presence there was. And again, that's that's really important and really significant because we need all parties to be present to make progress. And I, I think that what was most encouraging in the sustainable innovation zone where I was, was seeing the role of technology highlighted. Because again, climate issues are global, but they also require solutions at scale. And that is something that technology can provide. Seeing that um, that that presence there and seeing also the presence of investors there uh, to support, again, the deployment of technology was was really promising. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. A U.S. ban on imported Russian natural gas and crude oil does little to the U.S. energy sector, though the global nature of the market means it will have sweeping ramifications. The U.S. economy gets very little crude oil from Russia. Data centers occupy a special place in industrial construction. The sector remains one of high growth with a compound annual growth rate of 19% expected over the next five years. And most of the data center projects tracked by Industrial Info have been given a medium to high probability of moving forward as planned. In a Wednesday webinar, Dave Pickering, Industrial Info's Vice President of Research for the Industrial Manufacturing Industry, discuss the trends being seen in data center construction and how these are playing out across the world. Shell has apologized publicly for buying Russian gas recently and announced its intention to withdraw from Russian oil and gas. The purchase was made after the company had been among the first oil and gas majors to announce plans to pull out of Russia operations following its invasion of neighboring Ukraine. ConocoPhillips subsidiary ConocoPhillips Indonesia Holdings Limited has completed the sale of its Indonesian assets to PT Medco Energy for $1.35 billion. 
and Korea Southeast Power, a subsidiary of Korea Electric Power Corporation, is planning to build an 800-megawatt wind farm off the coast of Jeollanam-do. The capacity is currently expected to be 200 megawatts, but Korea Southeast Power plans to eventually expand to another 600 megawatts. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.